This week on Unsportsmanlike Conduct, we talk about the Super Bowl, college basketball, and what's going on with Michigan and Michigan State. And we talk about the NBA coming up here on Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Welcome in to Unsportsmanlike Conduct. I am Austin Chastain, staff reporter at Central Michigan Life. To my left is Andy Gleason, and to my right is Elena Hess. And guys, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. It's great to be back. I haven't been here since like the middle of September, so happy to be back. I'm ready to roll. We're happy to have you back. Gleason, how you doing, man? Uh, doing good. Uh, happy to be here. Excited to be on the pod with you guys. Well, we're excited to have you. Um, so let's kind of jump right into it uh, with the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 53 uh, coming last Sunday. I think we all kind of figured that the Patriots would win, but did we think that it would be such a low-scoring game? I definitely did not. Uh, I think everybody everybody really actually thought that it would be a really high-scoring game, I think. And then to only have one snap in the red zone the whole game was just crazy. Yeah, I mean, they're one for one in the red zone, I guess, in terms of snaps. So <laughs> exactly. that's It's all they needed. Good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a boring game, though, in my opinion. Uh, not the Super Bowl you're obviously hoping for. Uh, something like last year with Nick Foles, Tom Brady showdown, and this was just like, ah, when are they going to score? Exactly. I, I, I know I was watching, I was like, man, this is just, it's like soccer. They're just going to kick the ball all day long, but that's fine. Um, it was a great game if you like defense, um, and I know a lot of a lot of people online were saying, "Hey, this is this is a great game. Let's all watch it." These great defenses are playing against each other, but I don't know. What, are Glees, are you more of an offensive guy, defensive guy? Definitely an offensive guy. Personally, like I love uh, playing the Madden franchise mode. I play offense only. <laughs> don't even mess around with defense. But I mean, Sean McVay is my guy. He's a like a 32, 33 year old offensive guru. Uh, he just orchestrates uh, such a good game plan and for him to come out and only have three points I was shocked and then Josh McDaniels is equally as good as a play caller and uh, he struggled too in my opinion but he got the job done eventually got the win so I mean I was a little disappointed because I love offense right Elena what say you yeah I think that I mean who like loves I mean I don't know I don't really know anybody who like loves to watch defense I mean like you want a high scoring game just because like it's more exciting Back and forth. I like that back and forth stuff. So didn't see any of that. Yeah, no, it was just back and forth punts all day long, which for some people, I guess, is is totally fine. Um, Gleeze, you kind of brought up a good point with um, Sean, Mc, Sean McVay kind of being this offensive guru. Uh, what do you think? Are the Rams for real and they just didn't really show it on Sunday? Or is this kind of just a one-off season for them? Yeah, I think um, I think they are for real, but... We're going to see a lot about the Rams going forward. Uh, their offensive line is really old, so we're going to see on the Rams. I just think Jared Goff looked really intimidated at the start of that game, and um, I heard a report this week that Sean McVay was telling Jared Goff to, who to throw the ball to, who his read was, and if his read wasn't there, Jared Goff wasn't looking off, wasn't playing his second read, wasn't playing his third read. So I think the Rams are for real, but I think uh, Jared Goff needs to continue uh, and develop because uh, Sean, McD- Sean McVay can only do so much. Yeah, I mean, I can agree with that. I mean, I think the Rams are a great team. Their defense is great, obviously. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're playing against Brady. It's probably intimidating. And, Elaine, again, you you bring up a great point here. Do you think Brady is the GOAT? Oh, 100%. No one should ever question that. 
And the, are you going to question that? No, I'm not. Oh, oh I thought you were shaking your Andy is actually sick of seeing. He said he had a Patriots fatigue or something. Yeah, yeah something. We all texted him during the Super Bowl, and he said that, and I was like, no. I don't yeah. know. I love Tom Brady. I think it's I think it's awesome. He's definitely the GOAT. But I heard that he didn't. He said it makes him cringe when he hears that he's the GOAT, which I don't know why. He's just trying to be humble, I guess. I guess. But, I mean, at the same time, you wouldn't want someone coming up to you and saying, hey, man, you're the GOAT. Yeah, you're so right. You're like, what the hell does that mean, dude? <laughs> like, yeah, like, does that mean, like, I'm really good? Does that mean I I suck? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I that's why I think he probably cringes when he hears that. Maybe. I don't know. What do you think, Austin? Oh, I think Brady is is the greatest guy to ever play football. Um, even in any position, he's the greatest guy to ever play the game. Um, it's fun to watch him. It's super simple, and it's just methodical, and it's 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 really fun to watch him play. I mean, the guy's been to nine Super Bowls, and that's crazy. And he's won six of them. Yeah, yeah so he's like insane. that's it's just unbelievable. I'm not even a Brady guy, and after the fifth one, let alone the sixth ring, I said he was the GOAT. So this is just, I think anything he does from here on forward is just, like, separating himself from the pack. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not going to be surprised. I think he will win more. Yeah, me too, definitely. Like, I don't I don't see him, like, ending anytime soon, so. Yeah, when, when he walked into practice one day um, during the playoffs and he said, I'm the baddest mother effer on the planet, um, <laughs> I—, I if I were a betting man, I would have started putting my all of my money on the Patriots, and I would have probably not made up very well, but I would have made up pretty well. Who he's else? confident. Yeah, exactly. Confident. That's yeah, good. he's the only guy in the league that scares the 300-pound defensive lineman, the only guy in the league. Yeah, <laughs> and he's not very big. No. Oh, and he's slow, too. Just, yeah, he's, like, not, like, a great—he's not, like, a—he's not super athletic. No, he's not so a great like, athlete just, at all. He's just very smart. He knows what to do. His football IQ is, like, higher than, like— The rest of the league combined. Yeah. <laughs> he just always knows what to do, so. Interesting. All right, we'll kind of shift gears here, and we'll go to uh, college basketball. Um. Guys, what's what's going on with Sparty and Old Blue? I know I know Michigan got got a win yesterday against Rutgers, but Michigan State did not. They did they looked decent, but they didn't look very good against Illinois. Yeah, I think that I mean they're obviously struggling, but I think that Langford being out now it kind of hurt them a lot. But I don't know. We'll see. And Michigan's I mean ever since they lost to uh, Wisconsin, they've kind of just been rocky. So. Yeah, I mean they they dropped that they dropped that huge game against Iowa um, yeah, last yeah. Friday, and I mean they they almost lost that game by twenty points. Yeah, that it was, was bad. Kind of ridiculous, actually. I mean, I know it's on the road at Iowa. Both teams are ranked. Not easiest game to play, but still, that's that's a that's a game I think that you got to win. You just it just really showed how much their offense is struggling in that game. Mm-hmm. It's just haven't been able to shoot the ball and. Uh, they got into foul trouble early, especially their bigs, and I think uh, that's one thing that I've been concerned about all year with Michigan is their lack of depth. Um, they only play about seven guys, maybe eight guys, so um, got into a little bit of foul trouble, and uh, as soon as Austin Davis entered the game, I know Iowa went on a huge run, so uh, I think Michigan's really got to continue to develop Brandon Johns. I know he was the first one to go in the other day, and um, yeah, Michigan State, I think that the uh, loss of Jeremy Langford really just like impacted their psyche and uh, they were really relying on uh, Cassius Winston and I think teams kind of got the scout on like this new cash but uh, 
Yeah, I think uh, both teams can definitely get back on the right track, but I think they're just kind of hitting the um, in the dog days of the Big Ten season. Yeah, I agree with that. Looking at Michigan's schedule, I mean, they've they've got Wisconsin at home on Saturday. They go to Penn State next Tuesday. And really, I think we're all looking at uh, February 24th. Uh, Michigan State comes to town. That, I think, will be the turning point for Michigan State. Well, it'll be the turning point for both Michigan and Michigan State. Whoever wins that is on the fast track to, uh, I would think, the top seed in the Big Ten tournament. What, yeah. what do you guys think? No, I agree with that completely. So it'll it'll just be it'll be interesting. Yeah, rivalry game, big time game. It's gonna. I agree with you. It's gonna determine the one seed and determine probably the Big Ten regular season champion. One would think so. All right, who do we think is the best team in college basketball this season? I mean, I still I'm gonna go with Duke. I know they've. I mean, I know that like Purdue is really good right now. I mean, Kentucky. You don't really want you don't want to mess with those teams. Um, uh, who else is Marquette, Villanova? So I mean, they're all they're all good. It's a toss up, kind of. But I I still am gonna go with Duke just because of Zion. I just think he's crazy. And oh my god, <laughs> I would definitely not want to stand in front of him when he's driving to the bucket. No, I think he could probably like run over, like just about. He could probably run over three people in one full swoop here. Um, I think as much as it pains me as a Florida fan to say this, I think Tennessee's the best team in the country. I know they're ranked number one right now, and they might have had some shaky, shaky games, but I, I just think that that they can score the basketball, they can push the floor, they can do pretty much whatever they want, and I, I think that'll help them going as we march to March here. I have to agree with Elaine on this one. I think it's uh, the Duke Blue Devils without without a doubt, and. Uh, I think you bring up a good good point with uh, Tennessee, but Tennessee can uh, match up with Duke athletically, but I just think Duke has better basketball players, and I think they complement each other so well. I think uh, R.J. Barrett, he's just a good natural scorer. He's your good two-guard. Um, Cam Reddish shoot the three very well. Trey Jones is as good of a point guard as there is in college basketball, in my opinion. And then, um, obviously, Zion Williams, you, Williamson, you know what he brings to the table. He is a human highlight reel so I mean they're probably gonna have three of the top four picks in the NBA draft so I just think it's hard to beat that talent yeah exactly and then you got coach K on top of that so you can't argue with that (laughs) yeah you got three or four absolute studs and then a stud on the sideline I mean he as as much as I would love to disagree with all of that I I just can't I (laughs) I'm, I'm gonna stick by Tennessee again as much as it pains me but definitely see dookie um so what are we looking for in the final march to march i mean do we see any anything that could really shake up the season i mean obviously god forbid any 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 injuries but stuff like that could happen i mean it happened to michigan state i mean so what what are you guys looking for uh, in the last month of the season um in terms of who do you think is going to get the one seeds who's who's going to Going get hot late coming into March. Um, just overall thoughts going towards the postseason. Um, yeah, I think uh, health is obviously a big factor for that. But um, one seed wise, I think um, this weekend, I think a one seed is going to get determined. Duke Virginia, that's a big game. Uh, Virginia, kind of a like a I'd say an underrated team, not rankings wise, but they don't get the hype that they should. And I think that this team's a little different than Virginia teams in the past. Uh, I know they got a. Uh, 
DeAndre Hunter, I believe, and Kyle Guy. Um, Hunter was hurt last year for the tournament when they lost to UNBC. <laughs> I think they got a little chip on their shoulder for that, but really I look for Duke in Virginia. I mean, maybe one of those teams could get the uh, final one seed. I think Tennessee's poised for a uh, one seed, and then um, really we're just going to see. I mean, Kansas, are they going to win the Big 12? Uh going to see a lot of it's going to play out here with the conference championship, so I think it just depends on who's going to stay healthy and uh, – yeah, other than that, I, I really like the ACC, and they could get two teams as a one seed, I believe. I I agree with that. I think that obviously, I think that Duke will be the one seed. I just I have a lot of faith in them. Um, as far as like uh, Michigan and stuff goes, I'm a big Michigan fan, so like of course I want them, I want them to get their stuff together and go into March strong. So so we'll see. We'll see. Like Lee said, that's going to be a huge game Saturday. Uh, Duke at Virginia. Um, college game, it will be there. Not that that really matters all that much, but it's it's still, it plays a role. Um, and I, I do agree with, with, with Andy on this one. I mean, it, if we see another Duke-Virginia game like we saw uh, a couple weeks ago, then it'll, it'll be, I think, Duke and Virginia, they'll, they'll each have a one seed. Um, like I said, I completely agree with you. Um, Tennessee, I think, will get that other one seed. Um, looking at this, I'm either going to say Marquette gets a two seed or Michigan gets the last one seed. I, I know that's not really a serious hot take, but I think Michigan, if they can, as Elena said, get their stuff together, they'll find a way to get that one seed. Yeah, potentially uh, Gonzaga could find their name on the one seed line. Uh, they beat Duke earlier in the year. And uh, Kentucky, too, they're a team I've kind of forgotten about this season. Um, kind of struggled early on, but they've really grown up under Coach Cal there. And uh, I think they'll be battling Tennessee. I think the winner of the SEC tournament will eventually get that one seed. Fair enough. All right, well, um, again, we'll change gears here to professional basketball. Um Guys, what's what's going on in the NBA? Tell me more. Oh my gosh! Okay, so many things going on. There's a bunch of people trying to. They're just throwing around a bunch of trades. There's there was a huge trade. I couldn't understand it. I don't know if anyone understands it with the Knicks. They sent Przingis to Dallas, and they didn't really. I don't know. They didn't. I don't think they played out well. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I don't think they really got anybody they, in return for that. They didn't, and I just like. They better have a plan for this offseason because they're going to—I don't like their management. I don't know. They just haven't been good the last the last few years, I'm actually for a while now. So it's like who wants to go play for an organization that's kind of just on the rocks right now? I mean, they hope—I think they're hoping for Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or even both, but I don't yeah. know. They just—hopefully they have their plan. But I think that the Mavs, they got a great deal because now they have Luka— and Brzingis side by side, so it's going to be fun to watch. It could be a win-win, or it could be a win and a huge loss for New York. The, only, the reason they did that, what I think, is so they could get two max guys this summer, but you bring up a good point. Like, who wants to go play with New York under that management? I mean, James Dolan is one of the most idiotic owners in uh, sports, maybe the most idiotic owner in sports. So, uh, yeah, I think Dallas got such a good trade. At Luca and Porzingis complement each other so well. I just can't wait till Porzingis gets healthy, so I can see that pick and roll. And uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. is a nice player, but he's not Porzingis by yeah, any means. So exactly. I really, I really like the trade on Dallas's part. And um, if New York doesn't 
go and get KD or AD or Kyrie than or Kawhi or whoever else, then they're in trouble. They're in oh, big yeah. trouble. For sure. And then, like, I I love LeBron, huge LeBron fan. I think everybody probably knows that here. But I, the Lakers, I couldn't believe what they're about to give up for Anthony Davis. They made two huge, like, deals trying to get Anthony Davis. And I know Anthony Davis, it would be awesome to get him. But giving up their entire young young roster, like, why would you do that? Like, that's just crazy. And then, like, they, this last one, they wanted they wanted all the young players Rondo, Lance. I mean, the only people left are like Chandler and McGee and LeBron. And then you bring AD, which is good, but who's going to be your point guard? I know they just got Bullock from the Pistons, and he's not even, he's a shooting guard. So, I mean, you got a spot up shooter, but who's going to be your point guard? I mean, LeBron can do it, but. I was going to say LeBron can play one through five, no problem, but you're right. You need another piece. Yeah. Um, what other ones were there? Uh, I mean, I was upset about this. This one's a very minor one. I'm a huge Heat fan, so I didn't like seeing Tyler Johnson go to Phoenix, but that was very minor. He's not like a standout player or anything. But I just, I just wonder, like, do you think? I mean, the deadline's tomorrow. Do you think there's going to be any crazy things that happen tonight? Do you think AD will go anywhere tonight? Originally, I thought AD would get dealt, but just seeing what. Los Angeles offered to him and they still said no it's like are you are you kidding me you know so what else do they want I think AD holds out I think uh I think New Orleans wants to steal something from Boston because Boston's got a lot of good assets so I think that's what um New Orleans is looking for but I wish I wish that the Lakers would get AD but they can't give up every single player on the roster and they pretty much offered every single player on the roster and Pelicans already said no so at what point do you just say Hey, we don't have the assets. Um, we'll wait till summer. We'll wait till two summers from now to sign yes free agent. Exactly, and I think that um, I think that New Orleans is just being really petty. I think they're very angry that Anthony Davis wants to go play for the Lakers because I think it's very obvious that's where he wants to go. Um, he's buddy buddy with LeBron. It's been very evident. I think yeah, they want to steal something from Boston, but they they would have to if they want if they want to make a deal with Boston right now, Kyrie has to go. Yeah. And that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. They can't make it with Boston right now. The cap doesn't work out. I think no. they, they might wait out till the summertime to make a deal with Boston. I think Boston has Sacramento's pick or something like that this summer, which will obviously be in the lottery. But I just I just can't believe, like, the Pelicans literally refused Ingram, Kuzma, Ball, like three young guys, two first-round picks. I just... Just kind of baffled that they did reject it on top of those veteran guys. I was thinking to myself, because I'm a LeBron fan and a Lakers fan, and I'm like, oh, I want Anthony Davis really bad, but at the expense of giving up those three young guys and three of our veterans, no thank you, you know? So yeah, exactly. I just wasn't a fan. I want AD in LA, but I just I just don't see it happening right now. Yeah. I still I mean, I still think that they can get something done in the offseason. I really I I think that he wants to go there. And I also think they don't get AD. They're gonna get somebody. Yeah, Kawhi. Somebody, or, yeah, Kawhi. Yeah. <laughs> Kyrie's an option. Yep. I mean, Clay Thompson. They. I mean, who doesn't want to play with LeBron? I mean, I know Kyrie didn't want to, but yep. now he made that public apology, yep. and now he he realizes that he kind of took it for granted when he had it. So, I mean, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what all goes down. But I also heard that Boston didn't want to trade uh, Tatum either in the offseason, yeah, so yep, he didn't want to exactly. get rid of him. So, I mean, it'll it'll be interesting. I think personally, I'd take AD over Tatum, but. Yeah, I would they, take 
I mean, that's their that's their own. Tatum issues. was really impressed with the playoffs last. Oh year. yeah. But really it's just, yeah, it's just not the same. It's not really the same team. I don't know. I'm just not seeing the same yeah. team as I did last year. I mean, it's just crazy. But we'll see. All right. And to uh, round out our show today, we'll talk about, uh, well, we'll have a little hockey talk here. Um, with the Detroit Red Wings, and quite honestly, the, the Red Wings suck. I mean, <laughs> what is going on in Detroit? Um, what, what do you think is going on with the Red Wings? Slack for Jack. We want to get the number one pick. We want Jack Hughes, hometown boy, um, exceptional player. But um, really, it's just it's kind of what I expected from the Wings this year. They, they're not a talented hockey team, in my opinion. They just don't have it going. Um, they got a few young players. They got Dylan Larkin, uh, Ken Holland, just called him the bus driver the other day. And um, he can drive the bus, but they need more. They need They got double A. They got... Mantha, um, few others, but I just don't, you don't see the talent there and, um, you don't really see a lot of development right now. And, uh, I think, uh, talk a little bit about their defense. Jonathan Erickson is still on that blue line after how many years of being awful? Far too many. <laughs> yeah, far too many. So, um, I don't know. I just haven't been impressed with this Wings team all year long. Even when they had their little run in November, um, early December, I still, still wasn't a believer. Yeah, I mean, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it almost took them a full month to win a game. Um, and I and I know that that they've won their last three and they're five and five in their last ten, but injuries definitely play a part. I mean, I know Larkin's out right now, it, it, but there's there's still got to be something there. I mean, you, you have to have that next man up mentality. If so, say Dylan Larkin gets hurt, you have to have somebody that can step up and and go win a game. And I don't think the Red Wings have that. I think they have it in Grand Rapids with Philip Sedina, but they they don't have him up in Detroit yet, and that kind of baffles me. Yeah, it baffles me too. I watched uh, the Griffins one time this year, and Sedina was clearly one of, if not the best players on the ice, definitely the best player in the ice for uh, the Griffins. He's got good hands, good size. Um, moves well you could just see the skill there and um maybe they want to develop him get some more playing time but i don't think there's any better development for him than uh playing in the nhl right now and if you got him in grand rapids and not playing junior hockey somewhere in canada why wouldn't you have him in the big club when you're already out of the race yeah exactly i mean i i know that there's still some time left in the season but i mean at at the same token there's there's not a whole lot left there's about what two months left and i i think developing Zadina now if it doesn't get you a playoff spot this year it's going to set you up beautifully for next year I know it's just one guy and one guy doesn't make a difference but I I think in in this offseason the Red Wings need to do some shopping like they they need to go get somebody big and I'm not saying they got to go get you know Alex Ovechkin or obviously that would never happen but they have to go get some pieces and maybe it's a defenseman to replace Erickson. But they, they, they have to go find something because, I mean, 21, 25, and 7 with 49 points, that's, that's abysmal. Fourth worst in the league. Yeah, and, I mean, there's, they're second to last in the Atlantic Division. Um, they, they, they give up. They've they given up 174 goals this year, which is a minus 24, which I defensively is pathetic. I'm sorry. 
Well, the sad thing is, where is the player development? Um, Jeff Blashill, about four years ago when he was in Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids had one of, if not the best decors in the AHL. They had players like Xavier Ouellette, uh Ryan Sproul, a couple of other good young players that are 23, 22 years old. Um, you thought that Detroit, at, by this time, would have one of the best decors in the league, and it's the exact opposite. They have the wor- the worst, maybe. So I'm sick of Detroit hockey right now. Yeah, I kind of I, I kind of am too. I mean, I... I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I'll I'll root for the Red Wings until the day I die. But it's it's abysmal. Um, you mentioned Ryan Sproul. I I loved watching Ryan Sproul in Grand Rapids. He he was. I, I don't want to say he was the best defenseman that the Griffins have ever had, but he he was f- very talented, and I I think he's still in the Ranger system. Um, but he's he's doing well for himself. Um, it, let's talk about the rest of the league. Um, you you mentioned before we went up. We went on air here. The Islanders, Islanders are leading the Metro, um, and they're they're looks like they're leading it by by just over a game over Washington. Uh yeah. I mean, kind of a surprise, especially with the loss of uh, John Tavares. But um, I think it was just kind of like like you just mentioned earlier, is a next man up mentality. Um, Matthew Barzell. Um, I know he was my favorite rookie to watch last year, and he's just taking it over this year. A um, few other nice pieces that they got there, but it's really just a team effort, and um, I just really like the really like the direction that the Islanders are in. Yeah, they're 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 trending well. I mean, I know they lost their last game, but they're they're really trending well. Um, well, and and the the Flames, Calgary, they're leading the Pacific Division, and that's just. That's that's not something that I think anybody expected. I know Johnny Hockey's down there with taking care of business, but I mean, and they're they're leading the that Pacific Division by by at least two games. Yeah, um, that was definitely a surprise to me. Uh, they're uh, you knew they're an upstart hockey club, but they've arrived early, in my opinion. They got uh, I believe they got Sam Bennett. Um, I don't know if Dougie Hamilton's still there. Um, they got a few other nice players, but uh. Yeah, I definitely did not expect that this year, maybe two years, three years down the road. But, I mean, great season for Johnny Hockey, great season for the rest of the boys there. So, overall, good job for the Flames. I agree. Um, who do you think is the best team in the league? That's that's a tough one for me. Um, honestly, uh, I didn't mention this team earlier, but a uh, team that's Playoff, playoff experienced, uh, had a tough out last year, but I love the Nashville Predators right now. I like what they got in Pekka Rene. Um, like they're like they're up front. Uh, I think they got the players. Nick Benino, he's a really good depth player for them. Uh, and I don't know. I think the Preds have just been knocking on the doors for the last few years, so I'll go them, mostly because I trust their goalie. I trust Pekka Rene. Yeah, the Pred- Predators are second in the Central Division right now behind um, the Winnipeg Jets. Side note, the Blackhawks are in dead last in their division. That makes me so happy to see. Um, but I, I think my team comes out of the East. Um, I, I, have, I have to go there. It's got to be Tampa. Um, Tyler Johnson, Steven Samkos, Ben Bishop and crew. I mean, those guys, those guys have been crushing it all year long. Um, I mean, if you look at their goal differential, it's a plus 58. I mean, these guys just fill pucks with net or fill nets with pucks. Sorry, reverse that. Um, but I mean, they're 39 and 11, 39, 11, three. I mean, they've, they've lost 14 games all year. That's, there's something to be said about that. Um, but as we'll kind of circle back to the Red Wings here, uh, the Red Wings take on the Vegas Golden Knights. 
uh, tomorrow night at 7.30 in Little Caesars Arena. That is it for us for our, our first podcast here as a team. Um, for Andy and Elena, I am Austin Chastain signing off. Till we meet again. Mama said-